Welcome to day nine of the 21 day pelvic health challenge. You guys today we're chatting briefly. It won't be a long one about how muscles work. And this is going to be such a Coles note version, but it's just something I realized after chatting yesterday that I think the concept is important to understand, especially when it comes to our pelvic health and how uh, we manage that pressure that I chatted about yesterday. So if you recall yesterday, at the end of our conversation, I talked specifically about ways you could help make sure that you keep regulating pressure and you're not putting undue stress strain on the poor pelvic floor. And one of the things I mentioned was not holding tension throughout the day, not holding your belly button in, like drawing your belly button in or sucking your gut in, or not holding that, that obvious tension in the abs, glutes, pelvic floor, all of those things. And a lot of the times people are surprised when I tell them that that's not a good thing for your pelvic floor. And part of it is the pressure that we talked about yesterday. And I think you can understand a little bit more about why that's not a good thing. But a lot of people have the understanding that, you know, engaging your abs and gripping your abs all day is actually a good thing, right? Like you're using your core. It's a great thing. But the truth is that's not how our body works. We don't hold our muscles tense at all times. I mean, sometimes we do, but it's not ideal and it doesn't help us optimize how we're moving. Um, an example, like just a super kind of left field example is running. So a lot of the times we'll work on a lot of runners who get a ton, a ton, a ton of like neck and shoulder pain. And often what we see is runners who are over cueing and over gripping their abs to the point where their torso is pretty stationary, like a plank. And all of the movement has to come from their neck and shoulders, right? So any rotation happens there. When in truth, if you watch some of the really great runners, you'll see that their body kind of sways and moves a little bit. And that's because they're actually getting a bit of rotation at the core because those muscles aren't over tense. Obviously you're using your core a little bit for, or, or absolutely for running, but that's just a, a very kind of off, like I said, like slightly off topic, but a lot of you might be runners, but that's like an example of how, if we are over tensing, we might feel things elsewhere and other things have to compensate, right? Cause your neck and shoulders shouldn't do all the rotating when it comes to a stride and running. Now, when it comes specifically to your pelvic floor, what we see a ton is people who hold a lot of tension in their pelvic floor. And this can be usually completely unintentional. Oftentimes people have no idea they're even doing it. We have a really poor, I talked about it day one or two, map of that area of our body. And so sometimes it's really hard to know. So a lot, a lot, a lot of people hold a lot of tension there and what they need to learn. And that's part of what we do for physio is how to relax those muscles. There are also a group of people who either consciously or unconsciously will attempt to engage their pelvic floor a lot of the time in an effort to reduce any symptoms or stop any symptoms from happening in the first place. We see this a lot with people who have like a pelvic organ prolapse or who might be dealing with incontinence, so leaking of urine, for example. And say you're someone who leaks urine when you exercise. It 
logically makes sense that, hey, if I exercise, maybe if I engage my pelvic floor the whole time, I'm doing the squat, I'm just going to hold my pelvic floor really tight the whole time, engage it, then that's going to help me reduce the chance of leaking. And I get that logic. It makes sense. But the truth is that's not how our body works and it can actually lead to more issues than it helps. The reason for this, and this is what we're getting into the Coles notes in terms of how the, the muscles work, real Coles notes, don't worry. Um, our muscles need to move. Our muscles, doesn't matter what muscle we're talking about, needs to go through range of motion and move. They are meant to relax. They are meant to contract. And in order to best contract and engage and effectively and efficiently work, those muscles have to first lengthen. And if we are always holding tension, then we actually cannot effectively use those muscles or engage them when we need them. So if you're, let's say, for example, your bicep, because it's something easy. So the, the muscle in the front of your arm, which, you know, when it's in its fully lengthened position, your arm is straight. When it's in its fully contracted position, your arm is bent, kind of like the top of a bicep curl. If you're holding tension, and so that muscle is not lengthened, and instead it's pretty darn contracted or bent up, when you need that muscle, you only have a very limited amount of range that you can use it. Not only that, it might be pretty weak and sore or tired because it's been engaged all day. So we have this suboptimal functioning muscle who has a very limited range of motion that it can actually engage and help you. So if something drops from the ceiling, do you think you're really going to have that big of an ability to grab it and save it if you're only li living in this small range of motion with an overtense muscle? And our pelvic floor works the same way. It's again meant to relax and contract, relax and contract. And if we always hold it in this tension, those times that we actually need it to kick in, it's unlikely that it's going to be able to. But if we learn to live in a more relaxed state, all of a sudden we have this huge ability to engage that muscle. The other analogy I'm just going to leave you with, because I do find it a helpful one, and hopefully I can verbalize it pretty well because I usually demonstrate it with my, uh, with my body. But imagine you guys were throwing a baseball at him. If I like got really tense and tight and I like you know, engaged my core, engaged every muscle I could. I threw my hand up next to my head. I like had an open palm. I tensed it really hard. I tensed my arm. I tensed my shoulder. I was just like, bam, ready. You bet, best believe that that ball is going to hit my hand. It's probably going to hurt like heck. And it's going to drop right in front of me. Right. I'm not going to be effectively or like able to grab that ball when I'm so busy tensing and tightening everything. It's going to hurt. It's going to drop. It's not going to be a great catch. What we actually do when someone throws a ball at us is we relax our hand. We relax our shoulder. We actually come back with the ball and move the opposite, like, right. Move with the ball. And that's how we catch it. We absorb some of that shock by relaxing and moving backwards. So you can think of that as our muscles relaxing and lengthening before we then use it. And same with a baseball throw, actually. I've never used this analogy, but now that I'm talking, it's just come to me. We don't just throw from like our face and expect a great throw. We relax and we draw back and we gain some range of motion and then we come back. And that's exactly how our muscles work. So if we want them to work well, we need to realize that the relaxation is equally as important, if not more, 
I would argue more, if I'm being honest, important than the contraction. So that's just the real cool notes of how muscles work. There's obviously a gazillion other pieces to it, but just something, some food for thought in terms of thinking about how we use our muscles and why I was talking, well, I guess yesterday was more about pressure management, but why the, the concept of overcuing and holding tension was brought up. So not only in a pressure management way, but also just in a, how our muscles work and function way. Hope that helps you guys in terms of homework. I don't really have much homework for you today, other than piggybacking on what we chatted about yesterday and just asking you to pay attention if you're holding tension in that core pelvic floor glutes in that whole kind of pelvis area. And today, if you can, try when you're standing, just let your belly kind of hang. Try not to fully engage it and just let the belly button rest wherever the belly button wants to rest instead of consciously trying to draw it back. So I guess I do have a challenge for you. It's just not a super long or it's challenging because you're not, you're so used to holding it, but not challenging in terms of time, time, uh, requirement. Anyway, how muscles work questions. Let us know tomorrow's day 10. Looking forward to it. You guys enjoy your day.